Welcome to Story and Rain Talks, the Story and Rain magazine podcast. I'm Tamara Rappa, founder, editor-in-chief, and your host. Join me here as we dive deep and go behind the scenes with creatives from all fields, exploring the origins for game-changing ideas and careers, and so much more. It's our expert curation of conversations with those who are pushing culture forward, and we're inviting you to get inside the story. This week, I'm catching up with Whitney Tingle, a trailblazer in clean eating and the power of food as medicine. She's, of course, co-founder of Saqqara. It's 11 years from launch, and today Sakara has called a community of dedicated clients. In fact, on the podcast, Whitney reads one of the many notes she receives from customers who share just how Sakara has been life-changing for them. Known for their plant-based meal plans, innovative supplements, superfood snacks, and cookbook filled with the brand's signature rainbow of recipes, Whitney shares special details around some of Zakara's meal favorites, their best-selling metabolism super powder, and my personal favorite, Zakara's beauty water and detox water drops, and more. We talk growing up with gardening and in Sedona, and here Whitney lets us in on the depth of severity in her early health struggle story. She calls out the Big Apple for what she describes as a catalyst city, explaining there couldn't have been any other place where she and co-founder Danielle could have built their brand with a cult following. She shares her perspective on building a business and being an entrepreneur, hashes out the how in how many people's diets are filled with what Whitney calls 100 versions of pizza. We get into the specifics behind how the Saqqara cookbook was established and the brand's visually stunning plant rainbow meals based on their nine pillars of nutrition. And speaking of stunning, we get into how Saqqara has come to be a standout in terms of visual branding, a brand where fashion meets food, as Whitney says. Then there are the out of the box, pun intended, ways in which Whitney uses Saqqara meals in her own life that you'll want to follow yourself. I know I do. We discuss some cool collabs with Cora and Erewhon and how science is addressing the power of the mind and mindset when it comes to health and nutrition these days. Lastly, we've got 14 items from skin and hair care to meal prep shortcuts and what Whitney's wearing for you, discussed in detail here and shoppable in show notes on storyandreen.com and on Instagram, as always. Do us the greatest of favors, please. If you love the podcast, subscribe, follow, rate, review. Thank you so much. Our conversations with creatives continue as Story and Rain talks to Whitney Tingle of Saqqara. How are you? So great to be sitting down with you. You know, it's it's been 11 years, right, since Saqqara was established. Yeah, at least 11. And I think it's interesting to have this conversation now, now that you have 11 years of experience and perspective. I, so I can't wait to, to talk to you all about it. Sakara is and was a, a trailblazer in clean eating and the power of food is medicine. It's come a long way. We're going to talk all about that before starting at the beginning. When was it that you were, you started the business? I know that was in about 2012. And I think you, at the top, in the beginning, I feel like I remember Saqqara offices might have been on Crosby Street. Is that right? Yeah. We moved into our office on Crosby Street. We're actually still on Crosby Street. We just moved down the street. Oh, I, I was like, because I saw, I had seen the sign and then hadn't seen it anymore. So you're still Yeah. So we were at 112 Crosby for, I think, eight years. And now we're at 10 Crosby. So just down the street. Prior to 2012, how long did it take for you to get to launch? You know, I think we bought our domain name in 2010, which was not sakara.com like it is today. It was sakaralife.com, which we bought for, I think, like $12.99 on GoDaddy. I remember that, Sakara Life. Yeah, um, because sakara.com cost a lot more money. That was actually one of the first acquisitions that we made after our Series A fundraise. Cara.com cost, I think, $40,000, maybe a bit more than that, which is crazy. It kind of, Sakara Life chose itself. It wanted to be Sakara Life and not just Sakara. And that came about in so many different ways. Even when we went to register the business, they wouldn't let us register as just Sakara. 
So we had to be Sakara Life. So just, you know, really telling us that this business wanted to be a lifestyle brand. Everything that you stand for speaks to, you know, just like a completely holistic approach to lifestyle and nutrition. You were asking me before how long before we actually started the business. Yeah, we bought the domain name in 2010 and started delivering some meals really to friends and family and that type of thing in 2011, really got going more in 2012, hired our first employee in 2013. So, you know, just kind of figuring out things as we went along, figuring out how to make recipes, how to grow business, how to manage kitchen and safety and food safety and all of those different types of things, how to create vendor relationships with farmers. I mean, there was a steep learning curve for us. This wasn't something that we had a lot of experience with and then decided, okay, let's do this, you know, branch out and do this on our own or something like this. This was something that we grew from the ground up and learned everything as we as we went along. So kind of like if you build it, they will come. You started very, very small learning about the food industry, which is like you said, it's a very specific set of guidelines and rules and all of that. Was there a set of ingredients at that point that you and Danielle had been long contemplating? What would be the cornerstone for Sakara in terms of the ingredients? Was that something that was sort of core to what was going on then? Like these are the, these are the ingredients that we want to work with. Yeah, absolutely. We knew that we wanted to work with the highest quality ingredients that we could find and the most nutrient dense, the ingredients that provided the most nutrition to us that we could find. The body needs nutrients to do everything that it needs to do, right? And um, over the years, our soil become depleted, you know, over farming and these types of things have just depleted our, our soil where now, you know, I think the stat is something around, you have to eat nine oranges to get the same nutrition from an orange that our grandparents used to get. That's a huge deal. I mean, that's a big deal. Huge. I think I think that people often don't think about that. We're not getting the same nutrition from these items and ingredients. Right. So we went to go seek out who was farming the ray, not cutting corners, who was really nourishing their soils. You know, I come from a family of farmers. My grandmother was the oldest of eight children. She had seven younger brothers, all farmers. She always grew her own garden. My mother, you know, has always grown her own garden. I was just back home this past weekend in Sedona and she has, you know, she used to have a big swimming pool in her backyard. Once we grew up, she filled up the swimming pool with dirt, turned it into a big organic garden. Amazing. Just to have a big grassy, you know, yard and she's filled it with fruit trees. So just growing, she grows probably 80% of the food that she eats. I love that. She flies in volcanic rock dust to add into her soil to, to boost the nutrition and nutrients and mineral content of the soil. Then she also has worked a deal with an alpaca farm, an organic alpaca farm, where they save the manure for her over the winter. So when it comes time for spring, she goes and she buys this manure from them and can use it to fertilize her garden. Um, and then she cuts, you know, she does trimmings on her trees and turns that into mulch to put on top as well. It's amazing it can be done. Yeah. So, you know, we went out and we wanted to seek who are the farmers who are tending to their farms the way that nature intended with care, with love, with attention, you know, who are rotating their crops, who are growing things organically. And which foods are also, you know, superfoods. I think this term superfood has been overused and kind of, you know, had some greenwashing and that type of thing done to it. But really there are foods that contain lots of nutrients in them for their size, you know, seeds and sprouts and vibrantly colored fruits and vegetables, pomegranate, 
goji berries, so many different things that they're just packed full of nutrients. And so we started creating recipes that included these high quality ingredients from farms that we trusted and superfoods that we would source from around the world. And, you know, that's one of the benefits of being a globalized world that we're in. We have access to foods that grow in South America or in Mongolia, you know, that we can get these ingredients now and they can go in your meals no matter where you live in the U.S. and get that that kind of nutrition. So, you know, that that was really important to us was the highest quality organic ingredients, um, nutrient-dense ingredients, and ingredients that have been studied um, to have medicinal benefits, different herbs and mushrooms and adaptogens. And, um, you know, we really do believe that food is medicine and what you put onto your plate and what you put into your body affects how you feel and your health and how you live and how you show up in the world. So getting those ingredients into your plate and into your body every day was really important to us. I want to talk about Sedona for a bit. What was it like growing up in Sedona? And you don't live in Sedona, but you're in Sedona all the time. Describe the sights and the sounds and the vibe and how you related to it and still relate to it today. Yeah, I think growing up, any kid that grows up in a small town is like, oh, it's a small town and it's so boring and that type of thing. But as you grow up and as you get older, you're like, wow, this is a really special place. And now, you know, having lived in New York City for 12 years, going back to Sedona was just always the best thing. It, it They feel like almost like polar opposites where New York City is this fast, just spinning, you know, it's its own vortex in a sense of just like a catalyst city where anything can happen and things happen quickly and you need to meet people. I love that a catalyst city. That's yeah. I mean, I don't know if we could have built Saqqara anywhere else because just you are walking, you meet people, you're going into a restaurant, you meet people. You know, the way that New York is set up is your apartment is your bedroom. And really not much else, you know, especially when you're young, it's where you sleep. You experience the world outside of your home. Your kitchen is all the amazing restaurants that New York has to offer. Your living room is so true. You know, our living room was Rose Bar at the Gramercy Park Hotel, RIP, you know, and like all of the Broadway shows and amazing entertainment that New York has. And so really you know, you're out there, you're out meeting people, engaging, talking about ideas, talking about business, and things can happen very quickly. Versus I feel like in California, things, it's harder to to get things done as quickly because you're in your home, you're in your office, you're in your car. You're not as around people as much like bumping into people on the street. I'm a native New Yorker and I did live in I go to LA all the time for work and I lived there for a while and I, it took me a full year to adjust to and realize that not as much gets done in a given day here than in New York. It took a full year to kind of, you know, adjust to the pace. Yeah. Uh, It was really interesting. And, And it's true. I always say, I was just saying this the other day on the podcast that like, you know, LA lacks what my phrase for it is street culture. It's like what you're talking about. It's like you're in, in California, you're, you know, you're in your car, you're in your home, like all of those things are primaries. And like you said, you just described it in, in New York, everything outside of your home is what your days are filled with. And yeah. And the pace is different. In California, you have more space, you have a bigger region, you can, and you have a living room that you can hang out in and invite friends over and spend time there. You just don't do that in New York. You're always out and about. And so I think that that like lends to the city's just kind of electric energy that makes things happen. So on to New York, how did you then go from this mystical place of healing and new age thinkers to wanting 
to work on Wall Street. You had a job at Merrill Lynch. Right. So that's what I was saying was, um, you know, where Sedona is the opposite energy from New York, where it's very grounding. It's slow. And it's something even just about the energy there that slows you down. And people want you to be slower. I remember I went home to visit and I went to go do a, a group, you know, meditation session. And I sat down and I thought I was doing a great job meditating. And the teacher was kind of like, you really need to meditate more. And she just could feel like my energy was at a faster kind of racier pace. And I think in New York, I had to work really hard to get my energy to be at the pace of New Yorkers. Like, welcome to New York. You need to start drinking coffee. But, you know, in Sedona, it's like, welcome to Sedona. Go please sit on a rock. Go sit on a rock in nature and calm down. Like, be quiet. And so it was a great kind of balance for each other having that, you know, if you're in New York all the time, non it's not healthy. It's, it's, it is too fast. It is too much. And so having that kind of place to go home to, to relax, recoup, re-energize was an amazing balance for me. So coming to New York, did you, I am assuming you studied finance or did you not? I didn't really, you know, I, I was studying business and moved to Spain to study abroad. I was supposed to be there three months and stayed two years. And so <laughs> because it's Spain. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I wanted to get out and see the world and Spain was a great, you know, kind of home base to be able to go and travel Europe and, and see and experience a different culture. So I, you know, majored in Spanish and business and then wanted to go into finance and and got an intern to hire role at Merrill Lynch. And, you know, that was a, a crazy time to be going into finance. It was 2008. And, you know, I stayed there until Merrill was sold <laughs> to Bank of America. And I was like, oh, man, you know, people are just disappearing out of the office. I better find myself a job while there are still jobs. And I was out looking for a job and competing with people who had been in the industry for years. You know, there just were no jobs at that time. And so it was you know, it was a, a crazy time to be starting a career, no matter what in industry you were in, but especially in finance. To skip ahead to 2019, just for a second, you would publish the Sakara cookbook. At this point, the meal plan and the snack and supplement business had been, you know, long established. It, you know, soared in popularity and success. And now people could create meals of their own based on your food philosophy and your core recipes. Was there high demand? Were people constantly asking for recipes? Or was it sort of that the meal plans had become a go-to for established customers? You were constantly picking up new customers. And you wanted to give some your customers something new and exciting. Why a cookbook at that point in time? A cookbook was something that people had been asking us for since day one. Yeah, and we had been publishing recipes on our S Life Mag or online magazine yeah. for a number of years, or to our Instagram page, which we still do. But they wanted a, a book from us. They wanted something that they could in their home and look at an experience and make the recipes that they were having, you know, in their delivery program. And so uh, we decided to make a cookbook and I didn't realize making a cookbook, it's, it's not easy. It's pretty challenging. It's a lot of work goes into it. And our recipes are really kind of designed for large scale now. I mean, they didn't used to be, but they are today. And so, you know, kind of working to make them for the at-home cook and, you know, getting it all together into a book. But it's something that we're really proud of. And hopefully, you know, one day we'll be able to publish another one. That's something that I would, I would love to do is to make a, another cookbook. 
And I know you're collabing with Erewhon, is that right? On a beverage? Yeah. So our Metabolism Super Powder is one of our best-selling products. It's amazing. I don't know if you've tried it. I have it in the other room. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. People love it. It really works. It's great to reduce bloating and water weight and get all of your systems moving and help um, energize you. But it's a it's a in powder form. And so you mix it into some warm almond milk or you blend it into a smoothie. Or a lot of people actually mix it into their coffee in the morning, into a hot coffee. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it works really well that way. Yeah. So we got together with Erewhon to make a metabolism latte. It's a coffee alternative. It's coffee free. Um, but it just gives you, you know, the metabolism powder, like I said, just gives you so much energy and has almond milk in it, has a little bit of date in it. And it's just, it's really delicious and it's ready to drink. You can get it in their cold case, like with their fresh juices. Yeah. They have their juice bar and then they have their cold case. Right. And so you can just go in and grab it ready to drink, So exciting, you know, have it with whatever else you're picking up on in there and get to enjoy it without having to make it yourself. In your cookbook, I was really struck by the severity and part of your story. You know, many of us experience a sort of falling into lifestyle where nutrition and sleep go out the window. Um, There's too much stress. There's too many drinks. In your case, you were grinding it on Wall Street to go back to that time. And acne arose and you found yourself desperately trying to clear it up by, you know, taking all the doctor recommended medications at the time, you know, Accutane, but then comes Prozac, right? Because Accutane causes suicidal thoughts. And as part of your aggressive protocol, you're actually like testing your liver regularly for damage. You say you had to sign a contract saying you would get an abortion if you had, had gotten pregnant because there'd be high risk of birth defects. The insanity of- Yeah, they actually show you a picture. What? It's crazy. They actually show you a picture of what the birth defects would look like. Okay. Just to to further scare to further you, scare you, yeah. it's just the insanity of this treatment that would change. It would change your life forever, right? The insanity of of this treatment. But wow, I mean, just wow! It's essentially doctors making you more sick in the name of making you better. Yeah, I think they they all genuinely wanted to help me, and they only had the tools that they had available to them in their toolkit to offer to me. And I remember, you know, I had been battling with cystic acne since puberty, really. Had tried everything over the years, went to see so many different doctors, dermatologists, healers, acupuncture, everything, and looking for some sort of magic pill, really. You know, I thought it was going to come in the form of some pharmaceutical drug that was going to fix me. And uh, willing to, yeah, put my body into a place where I was literally having to test my liver on a weekly basis to make sure it was okay with all with the the this Accutane, this drug I was on. And I think still I hear about people taking Accutane for acne, you know, desperate to clear their skin without addressing the underlying root cause that creates acne in the first place. And Nowadays, you know, 10 years ago or more, doctors didn't know that acne isn't a skin problem. It's a gut problem. They didn't know that. And they thought it was an infection of the skin and gave me tons. Topical, yeah. But tons of systemic antibiotics, you know. More damage to the gut. Yeah, absolutely. And can lead to autoimmune conditions in the future. I mean, I think that if I have a a message to get out to the world, it's the gut is one of the most important systems in the entire body. It's one of the most important organs, this gut microbiome filled with microbes that support your immune system, provide your body with nutrients. They, you know, they make these postbiotics and Overuse of antibiotics is changing the human race. 
that it doesn't just stop with you. It goes on to your offspring and your offspring's offspring. And these are microbes that humans need in order to survive. It's not just about creating super bugs, which is an issue, but it's also about the destruction where, you know, trying to commit genocide on our gut microbes. And we need these microbes. We need to live in harmony and have this symbiotic relationship with them. And so, you know, that's a big part of what Saqqara is all about, our, our nutrition system, our pillars of nutrition and our the meals that we deliver all support gut health and a diverse, strong, healthy gut microbiome. So that that is really like the foundation of creating a healthy body. Can you take us quickly through Sakara's nine pillars of nutrition? Yeah. I mean, you can find them on our website, but you know, they span everything from plant protein, which I think there's a huge conversation around protein right now. Huge, huge, huge plant versus animal protein. And yeah. Yeah. And we are not anti-meat at all. Like I eat meat, you know, our team eats meat, but it, and it's not about eliminating anything. It's about getting enough plants into your diet because the rest of the world wants to feed you bread, meat, cheese, coffee, and alcohol as your five major food groups. No, I've not heard anyone kind of diffuse it that way before. That's incredible. That's exactly right. What did you say? Meat, cheese, bread, meat, cheese, coffee, and alcohol. Yes. Like really, that's what people live on these days. I mean, we should create a food pyramid. I should (laughs) make one that that's what it looks like. It does. You know, and it's like a hundred different forms of pizza that people are eating pizza. People are eating sandwiches, (laughs) which is just bread, meat, and cheese, it's a pizza. They're eating pasta, which is bread, meat, cheese. It's a, it's a pizza. They're, you know, eating cheese and crackers. It's a pizza. That is the the basis of our diet. And, but if you're only eating those things, it's highly inflammatory. It's affecting your gut microbiome. And what the science shows is that you can actually eat meat in moderation if you're eating enough vegetables that your the TMAO in your gut will you know reduce if you're eating enough vegetables if you're eating excess meat you produce this TMAO in your gut which happens when animal flesh rots you know starts to break down in your gut and it releases you know different gases and things but if you're getting enough plants it keeps your system clean you know all that fiber goes in like scrub brushes yes. and it also these fibers are what your microbes eat. Right. So need to, it's not, you know, you can't just eliminate certain things out of your diet and, you know, think that that's going to change something. Yes, it will, but you need to focus on building the, the bacteria and the microbes that you want in your gut, building up that immune system that you have by feeding it the right things. So getting enough plants into your diet, enough leafy greens, enough vibrantly colored fruits and vegetables. So eating the rainbow is one of our pillars. Leafy greens is one of our pillars. Yep. We're going to link to the nine pillars in the show notes just to make it very easy for people to grab that information. Eating your water is one of our pillars. So this is one that I think a lot of people don't think about that they think they're eating healthy. They're, you know, this was me <laughs> before Sakara eating, you know, organic high fiber cereals with a nut milk, eating raw trail mixes, eating these gluten-free crackers, you know, all of those are really dehydrating foods. They have no water in them except for the almond milk, but you know, they're shelf stable foods. And what makes them shelf stable is that they don't have any water in them. Water creates life. And in order to get a long shelf life, it can't have any bacterial life in it, right? So you have to have foods with zero water in it to have a shelf life. But your digestive system takes a lot of hydration, a lot of water to digest food. So if the food doesn't have water in it, it has to pull it from your system in order to digest that food. Where is it pulling it from? From your skin, which is, you know, your largest organ, 
pulling it from your other organs, you know, this and water, people always ask like, what is the fountain of youth? Water, water, (laughs) water. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to hydrate your body. You want to stay hydrated, especially as you age, you know, that uh, water barrier of your skin starts to break down and you start releasing, letting more water escape out of your body and out of your skin. And that can start, you know, producing drier skin or more fine lines and wrinkles. And to keep your, your skin youthful, you need that hydration. And it's not just about your keeping your skin youthful, but your organs, your cells, all of your body hydrated and youthful. And so by eating foods that are high in water content, you know, leafy greens, romaine lettuce, berries, melons, cucumbers, foods that are over 90% water content, that water is going to go into your system and hydrate your body and hydrate your cells as it's being digested. You know, I think how people have discounted romaine as a as a potent leafy green, but it is. It's so potent, isn't it? I know. There's people so, are... What is it? Vitamin K1 or there's a lot of vitamin K. Vitamin K in all the leafy greens, which is amazing. But, you know, people are like, oh, the darker, the better. You need to get the kale. And uh, no, also romaine is amazing and just has so much hydration and and good things in it as well. How did Sakara's branding come into play? It's so elevated and it's part of what's made your brand truly stand out and be so appealing. So when we started, we didn't have any money. I mean, how we started the company, we threw a dinner party for our friends and charged tickets to come. And at the end of the night, we had $700, which we were really excited about because that was all for us. And we used that money to buy our domain name, sakaralife.com, $12.99, and print some marketing cards and build our own website. So we built our website on iWeb, which I don't know. It doesn't even exist anymore. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. It used to come preloaded on your MacBook. And it was you know, basically like a website builder tool that could build these brochure websites. And, you know, there was no e-commerce, you know, there was no Squarespace or Shopify or any of those things in this time. So we built this website and, um, you know, we just had the tools that we had. So we used like Microsoft fonts that were there. And I think that our original logo was Dakota handwriting. I don't know if you know that font. Of course, of course, of course. And we just did what we could do. And it was kind of this weird purplish color. And then our friend, you know, New York being New York, being filled with amazing people said, guys, this doesn't reflect who you are. You are like, you know, these fashion. Pretty and cool and and chic and all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have kind of your Sedona hippie granola. Yes like branding on this stuff. And he, you know, he, he was talking to us about how like it's, you can have these really healthy products and this service and do it in your own style and who you are. And so he was a designer and he just quickly like drafted up our new logo and um, gave us this really chic, like eggplant color. So we were like, this is amazing. This is us. This is, you know, we are where food and fashion intersect. Yes. And it helped us feel more confident in bringing our own style and personality and who we are into the brand, not feeling like it needed to look like the healthy brands that had existed in the past. When you think back to your first milestone moment, what do you recall? 11 years later. I know. I mean, I think about when Daily Candy wrote about us, another RIP. They're amazing. But RIP, yeah. We had no idea what it meant to get press or how it could affect our business. But, you know, we wrote to a girl who was, you know, she was like an intern when we had, you know, got her contact at Daily Candy. And when we wrote to her, she had ended up taking over doing all New York City for them. And she was like, this, you know, this is really cool. I'm really into it. 
can I try it? So we cooked her food and we delivered it to her. And she was like, it's, you know, I love it. I'm going to write about it. And she wrote about it. And I remember Danielle texting me in the morning, one morning, she was like, oh my God, have you seen the emails? And I was like, oh my gosh, did we, you know, give somebody food poisoning? Like what emails? And so I opened up my computer and it was just page after page of, (laughs) you know, how do I order? How can I sign up for this? Because our website was just a brochure website, you know, built on. Right. It was just a landing page, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was no way to check out on our website. So it was just like, you know, just inquiries, pages of emails. Yeah. Yeah. wanting to sign up. That was just a, a really huge moment for us being like, oh, wow, we believe that this is the future and that people want this. And that was just really, you know, a, a moment being like, people want, people do want this, you know, just giving us that um, confidence to to really make this a big business. Cut to you've been honored in Forbes 30 under 30, Mind Body Greens, 100 Women in Wellness, Goldman Sachs Most Intriguing Entrepreneurs, and Oprah's Super Soul 100. How does it feel to have all that recognition now? I mean, I guess I haven't really stopped to think about it like that. Like any entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Just keep going, keep looking ahead. And we're we're really on a mission, you know, like that we see the world in a different way. We believe that that it's possible for the future to look different than it is today, where people see food as medicine, as something that is not just, oh, I need to grab lunch to get me through today because I'm hungry, but food can be a tool to change how they feel, how they show up in the world, their energy, their hormones, their relationships, their mental health, every aspect of their life. And that in the future, you know, doctors won't just be prescribing medications, but looking at the whole human, their life, what they put into their bodies, even their thoughts and how they feel. I'm going to talk a little bit about that ahead in the podcast. I have questions for you about that. Yeah. And so when you're on this mission and you feel like there's still work to be done, it's hard to take that moment to stop and be like, wow, we've come a long way. Here's a big question. What can you tell people about building a business? It looks a lot sexier online. <laughs> it's um, it's hard and it takes a lot of self-work and willingness to put aside your ego to develop and grow constantly as a person that if you want to be able to continue to lead your business, you have to grow at the same rate that your business is growing. And that's hard when you're a fast-growing business. You know, there's no textbook, like no business class is teaching you how to be a founder, start a business, and then also be, you know, the manager of Shipping. 10 people and then be the manager of 100 people then be, you know, the CEO of 300 people and how to raise money and how to manage legal situations and, you know, all of these different things. It's just, you have to be willing to put in the work to learn and grow at that rate. And I think a lot of people think that they can just hire smart people, but I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs get into trouble with that of just trusting somebody's watching the numbers and the finances. Just outsourcing that perfect person. It's not quite that simple, right? And you have to care. You have to care about all of it and ask the questions and, you know, care about it as if it's your child because nobody else is going to care for it if you don't care for it. So you have to care deeply and be willing to do that. And so I think, you know, For a a while there, it was really hot and sexy to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, they were like the new celebrity and getting press and all of that type of thing. And so everybody thought, oh, I need to be an entrepreneur, like that that's the thing to do. And I think that it's not for everybody. I think that you can also work for really amazing brands that are doing great things in the world and have a happy, fulfilling life doing that. 
that is not, you know, all consuming and all the responsibility on you. And because it takes a special type of personality, I think, to want to do that. And you have to really believe and feel a strong sense of, I don't even know how to explain it, but just this desire that this has to exist out in the world in order to keep going. Right. And it, and a thick skin to just keep going because there will be roadblocks, right? There will be difficulties. And if you're not that passionate about it, it it's very easy to sort of just feel like, you know, you there's no throwing in the towel. Right? Yeah. I mean, for us, there is no giving up. We've we've tried to give up in the past. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and then clients write in and they tell us about how this food has saved their lives. And I mean... I just got an email this past weekend. I wonder if I can pull it up. That'd be great because my next question for you was what products are people loving these days and what was it in the beginning? I mean, I remember your first charcoal bars. Oh, yeah. I love your bars. And for me, oh, way back. Yeah, the way back. And I, for me, um, the detox and the beauty drops for water, I feel, are just an absolute essential. Yes. Do those need to be refrigerated, by the way? No, they don't. For at one point, I, I've been keeping them in the they fridge. Used to, they, yeah, they used to need to be refrigerated. Okay, perfect, because they're perfect for travel. Yeah, we took out the rose. You might remember that the beauty water used to have rose in it. And some people loved that, and some people were like, this is like drinking perfume. So we took those out. So now they don't have to be refrigerated. Okay. But, so this client, you know, lovely client, emailed me and Danielle, and she said, hi, Danielle and Whitney. I hope you're doing well. I just wanted to let you know that your meals are pretty much saving my life right now. I went through the most stressful divorce, still going almost done, I hope soon. And I've been a full-time single mom trying to hold down the fort and continue providing for my boys in every way I can. Your meals provide me with the strength to keep going. I always feel guilty because it's such a splurge and expense for me, but it's one of those expenses that is so worth it to me. I look forward to the messagings on the packages. I love the thoughtfulness behind each meal. I couldn't agree more. I always feel nourished. And I, I've pretty much given up my nightly glass of wine ever since eating Sakara. I just don't want or need it anymore. So I wanted to personally thank you both. What an incredible sharing with you. I mean, that says it all right there, doesn't it? It connects to you in the beginning, right? When With your own health struggles. And then it, yeah. it tells you that you're really on the right track or you, and have been. I mean, these are, these are your customers. They are. And, you know, we, when the times get tough, like we'll just get in emails like this. We get these in, you know, every week, if not every day. And it's just, it's what keeps us going. We're like, we, people need this service. They need what we're offering. We have to keep going. So metabolism powder is a favorite product, uh, right? Is that is that yes. sort of at the t- very, very top? People love that one. Yeah. Just, you know, they include it into their routine every day. It yeah. tastes great too. You can turn your coffee into a delicious mocha, or it's almost like you're drinking hot chocolate and getting all of those different health benefits. Both, you know, it has ingredients like horsetail and black pepper peppering that are going to give you immediate effects to help with bloat or excess water retention, but then also ingredients like the Ayurvedic herb Gymnema sylvester, which helps to curb sugar cravings and help to balance blood sugar. So giving you more of those long-term great effects as well. And then also this brown seaweed extract that helps actually helps to change your body composition, helps activate white fat and turn it into active brown fat, that thermogenesis. So getting more, you know, cellular energy going within your body amazing, um, and help with that body composition. So just, you know, so many different ingredients that help with immediate results and then the results that you'll start to see over time. And let's talk about the meals and the recipes for a second. Which recipe or meal did people really gravitate toward in the beginning? And what are people loving now? Well, I mean, there's a lot of recipes on the menu that 
our, the recipes that we created when we first started. They're incredible recipes, right? Yeah. yeah. And then um, we're always creating new recipes. We're always, you know, working with different chefs from all over the country and working on collaborations and kind of sacrifying uh, some of their popular recipes. Um, so I think like right now, one of our popular recipes are our birria tacos which are made with jackfruit in them and just really delicious and satiating, but healthy and nutrient rich for you. Lots of recipes, like I said, available on S Life Mag, on our Instagram at Sakara Life and in our cookbook, which is called Eat Clean, Play Dirty. Yes. I love that's, that. You know, that's another right. one of our mottos is Eat Clean, Play Dirty. And it's really kind of goes back to what I was saying before that it's, you are what you do the majority of the time. So it's not about eliminating out meat and bread and cheese and coffee and alcohol, but balancing those things with enough of the right foods. I saw that you had Dr. Gabor Mate on your Sakara Life podcast recently. And we've talked a little bit about this earlier about mind and mindset through all your work with Sakara over the years, what have you learned about the power of the mind and mindset when it comes to health and nutrition? I mean, it's powerful. I think that we're still learning just how powerful, but you can see how your thoughts can change your physicality. You know, if you're angry and you're furrowing your brow, it's, you know, changing your face. If you're you know, hunched over and feeling sad. And, you know, if you're feeling these emotions on a regular basis, it can change your, your physical body over time. And alternately, if you're thinking positive thoughts and confidence, and it can change your posture, it can change your body. And so, you know, those are just the simple, easy things for us to notice. What we don't no, you know, what, what science is starting to show is how our thoughts affect our gut microbes, how stress affects our body and our physical systems, and vice versa, how food affects our mental health, that gut-brain access and how it flows in both directions, you know, that the stress and that mental stress affects your gut and your immune system but also what you eat, that 90% of your serotonin is built in the gut. And then it goes up that vagus nerve into the brain. And in order to make those brain chemicals, you need to be eating the right foods, getting enough plants into your diet, like that we offer on our Sakara nutrition program to help have, you know, enough ingredients to produce those brain chemicals and feel happy. So I think there's a lot that's coming out now in the research around just that how our thoughts and our mind affect our physical health and how what we eat can affect our mental health. It's really exciting time. Speaking of which, how have things changed since your start with Sakara? How have, you know, wellness, food is medicine and customer taste changed? Like I said, it's just a really exciting time where, you know, I used to get up and speak to a room. I remember doing this talk. I was on a panel and it was in front of 250 people. And I said, how food affects your gut microbiome. And then I said, wait, how many of you know what gut microbiome is, what the microbiome is? And five people raised their hands. Nowadays, I will, you know, give a talk and I'll say, do you all know what the gut microbiome is? And all the hands will go up, you know, except for maybe five or so. And so I think it's a different time that we're in. Also, this concept of wellness and preventative healthcare was not as widely understood when we started. You know, Danielle, my business partner, she was studying to become a doctor and, and interning uh, at St. Luke's Hospital with this cardiologist and just, you know, really saw that the same way that I was seeing that doctors' tools were limited to pharmaceutical drugs and surgery, she was seeing the same thing you know, in her practice, patients coming in with late stage lifestyle diseases, heart disease and type two diabetes. And the only tools that they had to offer were drugs and surgical intervention at that point. 
And she wanted to be on the other side of health, helping people to stay healthy before they get to that point where surgery is the only option and talking to people about how to do that and what foods to eat and what lifestyle tricks and tips and habits to incorporate into your life in order to extend your health span, in order to stay healthier for a longer amount of years into your later years of life. And when it comes to your week-to-week routine, what are the items that you 100% make sure you include regularly? What do you stock in your pantry and in your refrigerator? I love that question. I definitely have our beauty water and detox water drops all the time. Our beauty water drops are basically mineral drops. You put them into your water to help remineralize your water. And like we talked about before, water is the fountain of youth. But if it's not paired with the right minerals, then it's either going to take minerals from your body or it's not going to hydrate you on that same level of cellular hydration like it would if it had all of the major electrolytes and trace minerals that it needs and that water used to have before it came out of our tap. And um, so that's really important. And then our foundation supplements, which are our supplement packs that contain your foundation base level supplements that you should be taking every day, your nutrients, like our probiotic and algae omega, superfood multis, which are food-based multivitamins, your macro minerals, and an adaptogenic B complex to help you, your body adapt to stress. So those are kind of my go-to always take every day in my medicine cabinet in my little cupboard in my kitchen. In my fridge, I mean, I always stock Saqqara meals. My whole family likes to eat them. So my husband will grab a meal. I, you know, I eat them. They're amazing for lunch every day when you're working and you're just, you're busy and you need to grab something instead of grabbing for bread, meat, cheese, coffee, or alcohol. Like you can just pull a a Saqqara meal out of the fridge. It's ready to eat and gives you all the nutrients that you need to support, you know, that brain energy to keep going through the day. Um, And my nanny will grab it and feed it to our two and a half year old son. He loves Saqqara meals. He loves our breakfast or he loves the dinners. He'll eat those for lunch or dinner. So great just to have also in the fridge for like the whole family. But other than that, like leafy greens is a must have. So if people are just starting out and they're like, what is something that I can do to start making a difference in my health, in my nutrition, add leafy greens, try to get like six cups of leafy greens into your body every day. Do you have a favorite or do you love them all? I I like to rotate greens. Yeah. Yeah. So the same way, like we rotate greens and different vegetables and ingredients on our program. I rotate them at home because different plants absorb different nutrients from the soil. So things like arugula or Brussels sprouts will absorb a little bit, you know, more like arsenic from the soil. So you're getting, it's small amounts, but if you're eating it every single day, then, you know, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Yes. Yes kale and everything else. So I like to rotate them. I love, you know, to get mixed greens. I love arugula. Spinach is very versatile. It has to be organic. One of the dirty dozen, I guess, or yeah. The second. It's number two. Well, it's number two on the dirty dozen list right after strawberries. Yeah. So definitely has to be organic, but you know, you can throw spinach into a smoothie. You can put it on a sandwich. You can make a salad out of it. You can stir it into a soup. You can saute it with some garlic and turn it into a side. You can, it can really just like go into so many. Yeah, it has mild enough flavor in a way to yeah. work with anything. Exactly. So definitely leafy greens. I like to keep some frozen fruit, like wild blueberries in my freezer. I like to keep some cauliflower rice in my freezer. I'm really into kind of these like semi-homemade 
meals where I get things that are halfway prepped and then, you know, can turn it into a meal. Like mm. my Akaimal has some great sauces right. and I can take that and some beans and my, you know, spinach and like different things. And maybe I'll put a Saqqara meal in there too and turn it into a larger meal for the whole family type of thing. Makes sense. Do you structure your meals a certain way? Do you do intermittent fasting? Do you aim to eat at the same times every day or? Intermittent fasting has its place for certain people. I'm still in the window of being a fertile female and I'd like to have more kids in the future. So fertility is something that I think about and want to, you know, continue to support. So eating breakfast is important you know, not having that fasting window in the morning, but if you're going to be doing fasting, make it at night, you know, eat an earlier dinner type of finish earlier in the day. Yes. Finish early. That's great. That's, that's a great tip for anyone who is thinking about fertility. Yeah. It's really great for For everyone, (laughs) a lot of people like the, the extended fasting window in the morning is better for men. Yes. So Men are on this 24-hour hormonal cycle when it comes to testosterone. Their um, testosterone peaks in the morning, you know, around 6 a.m., and then comes down over the course of the day. And so the fasting helps them to keep that energy boost. Testosterone is, you know, a lot of energy support. And so it helps to extend that kind of energy boost that you get. But women, we're on a 28-day testosterone cycle where it peaks at ovulation. So, you know, we're not getting those same benefits if we're doing fasting in the morning and skipping breakfast. It's actually could be doing the opposite. Yeah, it could be detrimental. Right. Where it's telling your body, like, ooh, we might not be getting food today. Let's slow down our metabolism and you know, hold on to all the nutrition that we have in case we don't get a meal for a while. So eating breakfast in the morning tells your body like we're getting food, let's keep things moving, our metabolism running. So I like to eat breakfast in the morning and then eating dinner not too late at night also helps your body to not be digesting while it's sleeping, but can use that energy then to go on and repair other parts of your body while you sleep. And these days, what are you using on your skin? Um, Let's see. I am really into, I mean, my just kind of tried and true favorite staples are Living Libations Best Skin Ever Sea Buckthorn Oil. It's a cleanser and moisturizer. Have you tried that one? No, I did have a sea buckthorn oil, like a body oil, I think from Waleda, but I'd love to. Yeah. Is it, is it fantastic? I love it. I like to do oil cleansing with it. So yeah, I have an oil cleanser that I keep gravitating towards because I feel like that's the gentlest on on my skin. Yeah, it helps to really hydrate and keep that water barrier intact, like we were talking about earlier. So I'm a big fan of that. I love Fitner's daughter products. Me too. I cannot get enough. Just always go back to Vintner's Daughter. You can really see the difference in your skin when you use Vintner's Daughter, I think. I agree. And I hear they just came out with a cleanser. I haven't tried it yet. Oh, yeah. I think I read about that. And then Le Prunier just came out with a new sunscreen. And so I'm wearing that today. You know, living I'm living in Miami right now. And it is sunny here, let me tell you. So I, you know, when I was in New York, I never wore sunscreen. But here you just, you get so much sun, even when you're sitting inside, the sun is like right there coming in your window. Right. So I'm uh, really excited about their new sunscreen. I think many people, including myself would love to know how you approach falling out of routine when there's a stretch of travel, a stretch of events or parties, a stretch of high stress, you know, when it's not just one evening, one night, one day, when you know, that can kind of get people down, right? When it's been about five days of travel or five days of, you know, falling off a routine. How do you approach that, Whitney? So I just came back from 10 days of being on the road. We were in LA for the launch of our metabolism latte at the Erewhon. 
Uh, we were hosting, you know, different press and influencer events out there. Just, you know, really go, go, go nonstop. Also had my son with me. Danielle had her two kids with her. So that adds a whole nother layer of stress and activity going on and, you know, not sleeping at night. And then stopped over to see my mom in Sedona on the way back. Of course. Right. Yeah. So 10 days of really just on the road going. And it it definitely threw me out of my routine and, you know, didn't take my supplements on a regular basis. Definitely wasn't eating my Saqqara meals on a regular basis. And so now, you know, what I do now is I get back into my routine. I try to not put the guilt or pressure on myself being upset around falling out of the routine, but know that I have the tools in my toolkit now to know how to get back to feeling good. That I think one of the scariest places to be is when you are out of balance and you don't know how to get back into balance or into a place where you feel good in your body and in your health. So, you know, I'm back into eating my Saqqara meals this week and I'm back into my skin routine. You know, I might do like an extra face mask or some things this weekend just to kind of like jumpstart that and do a little bit more um, treatment time. Since it's, since I didn't do it on a regular basis while I was gone, okay, it might need a little extra care. Right. I scheduled myself a Pilates class for the day after I got back from my trip because I didn't do any exercise while I was traveling. Right. Get things moving. Yeah. So, you know, just knowing what those things are that make me feel good and getting back into the routine and trusting that my body, like once it's back in routine, will fall back into, you know, balance. How is Sakara evolving and where is it going? What's next? Can you share anything about how you're looking ahead? Yeah. I mean, we have some very exciting new launches coming up later this year, more products that will continue to support our clients in their lifestyles that they live. You know, one of the benefits of being a direct to consumer business is that we have a close relationship with the people who order from us. And they tell us, you know, what's going on in their lives, what, you know, health issues are they facing? And then we can use our knowledge of plants and ingredients and our vendors and our sources that we have to help create and our amazing science council, which we have really incredible people on there from, you know, doing research at Harvard and at Stanford and working with patients in mental health and physical health, like incredible people. Um, that help keep us on the forefront of what the research is, you know, before it goes into a textbook or into these places. So we can use that information to create products that help support our clients where they are and what they're dealing with in their lives. So some amazing things coming out later this year. And can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, an incredible partnership with a really wonderful female founder of her brand. We're doing an incredible partnership with Miranda Care and Cora Organics. Oh, great. Skincare, skin products. Yeah. Love that brand. And just we're doing some, some great partnership collaborations and events with them. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. I love, I love that. We're trying to see what we're up to. Cannot wait. Follow along. Cannot wait. Yeah. I think it's great to support other, you know, incredible female founded brands that are in this wellness space, just helping people to look and feel their best. So really excited for that. hundred percent. So exciting. Okay. Whitney, as we wrap, we do our list of six current obsessions. What is on your list of six things you're loving right now? What are you super into right now? One thing that I'm really into right now is the microcurrent device from Pure Lift Face. It's like what they use at Face Gym. And I'm not doing any Botox or anything right now. When Again, when we talk about like fertility, 
I'm really considering what toxins do I put into my body electively electively. that I choose to. And just, you know, there's a lot of toxins out in the world that we don't choose to put into our body. And so I'm, you know, I'm choosing currently, I might change my mind in the future, but not to do Botox because that is something that your body has to metabolize and detox. And so really into microcurrent, I think that it's a great way to keep your face, you know, feeling lifted. Your skin looks lifted and insanely gorgeous. Well, thank you. So yeah, it looks beautiful. Definitely into that. I love doing it the day before I have an event. So I find that I really get the best benefits the next day after I use it. Mm -hmm. I love my outdoor voices exercise dress. I know that's kind of a weird thing to throw in there, but... I didn't know they made an exercise dress. I love that idea. Yeah, it has like shorts under it. It's like a bodysuit with a dress over it. Right, right. Okay. And so I guess that's part of like this living in Miami thing of like putting on something that I can walk down the street and maybe I'm sweating and that's okay because it's, you know, the material that you're supposed to sweat in. Right. And it looks cute. Right. Definitely into that Living Libations Best Skin Ever oil that I mentioned. It's just my ongoing obsession. I actually just bought their shampoo and conditioner too. I just washed my hair with it for the second time. I'm still deciding how exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, shampoo can be very, we wanted to do specific things, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And then definitely into our Saqqara metabolism protein super bars. I love them. So they taste kind of fudgy, like a fudgy chocolatey brownie. And I, I just, you know, like I said, I've been traveling and be traveling more this summer. It's an easy thing to throw in my bag that won't spike my blood sugar and will satisfy my sweet tooth cravings. So many of the bars out on the market just contain so much sugar, really spike your blood sugar. It's really unbelievable. I was actually just at Whole Foods the other day, turning around all those bars and looking at the ingredient list. And it, you know, it's a, it's a shelf full of bars, all with so much sugar. So much, like a can of soda worth. And then I love our complete probiotic formula. And then I also like to take magnesium too. And the two of those together are just a must have if you're traveling ever, especially this summer. So as we travel, you know, we get dehydrated when you're on a plane. I think I heard somewhere the other day that you lose an, a liter and a half of water for every three hours you're on a plane. Oh, so you got to hydrate and, but all that dehydration can, you know, affect your digestive system. Also the time change can affect your digestive system. So getting a little backed up and constipated while traveling is super common and taking the probiotic or Saqqara complete probiotic formula and bringing some magnesium along, uh, magnesium citrate or a blend. Those things are going to help keep you, your immune system boosted and keep your digestive system flowing. So those are kind of some of my favorite things that I'm into right now. Love that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Whitney. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. So fun. Great to talk to you. Great talking to you as well. 